best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of little crowd laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to The Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast that you didn't know you needed. Welcome to The Party Pal is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com and check out everything going on with Osiris, all the podcasts they have to offer. That is OsirisPod.com. Today, we are here to talk about Station Eleven, the American post-apocalyptic fiction miniseries created by Patrick Somerville, based on the 2014 novel of the same name by Emily St. John Mandel. The series premiered on HBO Mac in December, and I gotta tell you, it was one of the most affecting pieces of work I've seen on television, so I am thrilled to talk about it. And to help me in talking about it today, I have with me River Jordan. River is an author, speaker, teacher, and radio host. As a Southerner with global perspective, she's a passionate advocate for the power of story. Her writing career began as a playwright, and she spent over 10 years writing and directing. She's the best-selling author of four novels and three spiritual memoirs. For over 15 years, she has hosted Clear Story Radio on WRFN 107.1 FM from Nashville, and she's the host of three podcasts, Saints in Limbo, Wish You Were Here, Stories of Love and Mayhem, and the Claire Story Podcast. She was affected by Station Eleven in the same way as I was, so let's get into it. River, welcome to the program. So glad to have you on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I feel honored, really, to be here. So um, I know this show uh, impacted you a whole lot, as it did me. This is truly one of um immediately and I'm, I'm without hyperbole one of one of the uh most enjoyable impactful emotional experiences i've had watching a series i i, I say that uh emphatically and i i know it meant a lot to you too so i was i thought it'd be a great way to start to to hear why and um you know kind of general thoughts you have about uh, uh this uh station 11 so I wa- I read the book, and then I was so excited to hear that they were going to do a series. And at the same time, I was very afraid that they were going to screw up something that was really special to me. Mm-hmm. And from the first moment, and I know we're not discussing the book, but from the first moment that it started, I realized that there were some differences. Yeah. And But I saw the excellence that mm-hmm. that was invested in those differences, and immediately... I was I was all in, yeah. and um, I I can't. It's going to take me a little while to actually put my finger on why this has captivated me to the degree mm-hmm. that it has, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I see that on Twitter. I see it with other people. Mm-hmm. There is something that it's really hitting some sort of very emotional note. But I do have some thoughts. On what those yeah. are, absolutely. I, I, it really, it impacted me. I can't think of a series um, that that really, uh, you know, it's a sin. Recently, got me uh, the last two seasons. The leftovers really were impactful, and we're, we'll talk about that because uh, the showrunner actually, Patrick uh, Somerville, worked on the leftovers too. Um, that got me. Uh, I think back all the way to Six Feet Under, but it really gutted me time and time again, episode and episode, uh, uh, just 
I, it, it was wild. Um, they were a little concerned with all the characters, how they would actually get you to be invested in all of them. Because there's a wide variety of characters. I know Patrick talked about how that was like their initial challenge. Can we make this work? Can we? And it worked. The, I mean, I, I cared about every single one of these characters from Clark to, to Javon to even with, you know, the ones we didn't spend that much time with. And, you know, we only got a short amount of time with Frank and I really, really cared. But, you know, I'm with you. I had a hard time kind of pinpointing exactly why was this happening to me? Why was I so deeply invested? And one of the reasons is definitely the theme that kind of is the basis for the whole thing. And that, um, is survival is insufficient. And, uh, you know, that idea that without art, um, what does it all matter anyways? And that just resonated so deeply with me. It felt like we were dealing with a series that was an ode to art, to storytelling, to theater, um, and an ode to, uh, kind of finding the light in the dark times and, you know, finding joy in hard times. And, and, that just really struck me. Let's talk a little bit about the timing um, that you mentioned, yeah. because I mm-hmm. want to get, I want to get beyond the timing to why it seems to be affecting me and other uh, people watching on a deeper level than, mm-hmm. oh, it's a pandemic piece. Yeah. I know a lot of people were wary going into this and I know some people who kind of don't even want to watch it because it is, you know, watching a show about a pandemic in a pandemic is, um, you know, I understand that that concern. It's it's daunting, but I've thought about it a whole lot, and I, I I kind of go the complete other way. It feels right on time, actually. It's um because of that uh, what I was discussing that theme that that it focuses on what gets us through. It focuses on who we get through it with, and um you know the power of art in these hard times and. It just it's I I understand that apprehension of a, a show about this in the moment, but it kind of uh, made me appreciate um, some things around me during the, the the time that we're all going through. How about you? I really want to say to those people who have also said to me, "I'm out. I'm not. I can't." And I'm like, "Stop! It's so beyond being." about a pandemic. It's not about 22. It's not about the isolation everyone felt. Mm -hmm. You can't even, uh, so like you, I contemplate, I start to say you can't even describe, but I can because I know the things that affected me and apparently did other people as I'm connecting with people now. Um, So I live alone, watched it alone, and I Part of me is glad that I did. Part of me felt like, oh, my God, I needed to be holding hands with someone <laughs> and needed to be in group therapy after every episode. And, and then I was thinking today, what if I'd been watching it with somebody who was eye rolling or, you know, oh. was was not. I'm like, oh, you know, obviously this relationship is not going to work because we're not on the <laughs> same page. Right. That is a deal breaker. I, I Absolutely think it, it is a deal breaker. I think it's a litmus test for relationships going forward. And um, so here's the thing, you know, they keep quoting uh, Station Eleven, the comic book, yeah. which is very sparse in its language. And mm-hmm. people think, what's it all about? I mean, there's hardly any words. Mm-hmm. But when someone says, I remember damage, yeah. it's like everyone watching it it has nothing to do with the pandemic. Everyone mm-hmm. remembers the moment 
of damage in their life, a divorce or a childhood thing or losing it, whatever the thing was or things, that's what you remember. And then I won't even quote the entire graphic novel to you, but every subsequent place where that book is quoted is, is something that is really deeply uh, connecting with something in you as a person and your experience of being alive. No. I think that's a really, really good point. It doesn't have to uh, specifically speak just to the pandemic. It's 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 talking about the hurt in our lives and and you know what gets us through those times. Who gets us through those times? There's, you know, that mention of um, um, you know, they sometimes the happiest moments of your life you don't even realize they're the happiest moments of your life. And I think about that a lot. I mean so often we're just going through and you think back to a time period and you're like, wow, even though, you know, this was going on, that was really special. And, you know, they're making moments throughout this thing. And I think that's why these moments hit so hard that when they're finding that joy and you see them find it through the art or through each other, it just hits so much harder in these harder times. And you're right. It, it does. It's, it doesn't have to be just through that lens of the pandemic. And it also speaks to, Sometimes we're born into families, maybe with people who don't get us. Okay, yep. maybe I'm a writer. I was the only writer in my family. I'm I'm so naturally, you know, as a four, you always feel like I'm not understood. And the only thing I want to be is understood. And yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen, right? <laughs> but then you see uh, through this series, the way that you find your family and the people that join alongside of you or that you end up with. I mean, like Kirsten becomes family with Jeevan and Frank. Mm-hmm. What a family unit there. Can't even, you know, can't yeah. even go there except to, I think about people that haven't seen it. And, you know, I just want to invite them over so that I can go, look, now watch, sit down and watch this, <laughs> you know, we'll watch well, it that's, together. You know, doing an episode here, it's, I, I always look at when we pick something to to talk about, it's it's our way of kind of, you know, uh, sending the message to people who, who, who are in our orbit, you know, you should really, really check this out. So we're doing our part here, spreading, spreading the good word. The, um, the scope of the show and, and of the book, but we'll just focus, you know, on the on the on the television show. But it was very interesting to me because obviously, you know, you get snippets of what's going on in the world. There's, there's, you know, you see news anchors, and you know, you get an idea that there's obviously this is affecting everything. But they didn't, you know, you don't know exactly what's going on outside uh, of, of these character situations. You don't see how governments are dealing with it. Um, and you just journey with them. And I love that. I thought that was just a beautiful way to tackle it. It's intimate. Um, the scope's just big enough that you know really what's going on in the bigger world, but it's perfectly small too. And I just thought that was really beautiful. And I mean, everything would shrink. Um, everyone's world would shrink when, you know, gas uh, doesn't work anymore. I didn't realize till I was reading the book that gas, you know, went bad after three years, I think it was. And you know, the power grid shuts down, everything's going to shrink. And, 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 you know, you get to experience what kind of you would go through and imagine what you would go through if you were doing that. What did you think of that, that sharpened scope of the, of the series and of the story they're telling? 
It was actually one of the criticisms that I saw posted on one of the social media yeah, is that how pretentious that, you know, it's all about the Shakespeare troupe and this orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there had to be people in Florida that were alive and it's like, sure, but that wasn't, it's that not wasn't about story. them. And thank God it wasn't about them. And I, yeah. I know some people now are hoping that the series will continue and they'll begin mm-hmm. to just write about other people. But, I'm like, stop at perfection. Don't even don't mess you know, it up. <laughs> don't I'm, mess it up, man. I'm, don't. I'm completely don't, with you. Yeah, it's, don't go soap opera. Yeah, I, I, I've always had a hard time with those type of criticisms. I mean, this is the story. This is this is the people we're talking about, and it's more than enough. And and spending time with these characters, like I said, I I mean, I was drawn in immediately. I mean that um. You know, well, let's, we'll we'll be running through some of these episodes. I don't know if we'll touch on every one, but I mean, in that first one, um, it's just spending time with um, Kirsten and, and Javon. I mean, that's that was. I mean, their bond was crucial to their whole show, and we did get to experience. It was kind of wild that um, it was a kind of a calm before the storm episode. That one was a little relatable in in a, in a eerie way, and but I mean, there's just that that slow build was I thought it was beautiful of that first episode and getting to know them and, and, and just seeing the early days of their bond, which paid off so amazingly at the end when they were, I know we're going to spend a bunch of time on the finale, but that's um, the way they walked us into this series was beautiful. And, and seeing him, you know, that lure uh, that he had to go up on stage and finding out ultimately what that meant. And, you know, you're like, why is, you know, why did he notice that? Why did he feel the need to help? And, you know, so there was a lot of questions that 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 were presented, but it was also just it was a beautiful way to wade us into the series. I thought that that first episode. I love the line where she says, um, "You're not a doctor. Why did you? You know, you were the only one that saw. Why were you yeah. the only one that saw?" And he said, "No, maybe I was just the only one who got up," and yep. that really spoke to me about the opportunities we have to stand up in defense of other people or when we see a wrong being done and everyone crab mentality, everyone sitting down and only one person gets up, you know? So there's, there's so many um, incredible, the acting for one is something that was, it's off the charts and, and from the moment he's on the subway with her Mm -hmm. and, and then, of course, the immediate impact, which is directing and art and photography and things I don't even comprehend except just taking in. Yeah. It's the flashing forward to year 20, uh, mm-hmm. the theater and the pigs and the, mm-hmm. and you know, the greenery. And, and then you're back with them on the subway and him having that panic attack. And he's yeah. stuck with this little girl, you know, um, and they're, they're questioned to each other. What happens when your phone dies? Do you die? I think this, you know, what happens when technology dies? Do we die? You know, mm-hmm. I just, uh, that's the reason it can be watched over and over again is because you can unpack like a hundred different things from every episode you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, uh, the acting is impeccable. He said, uh, uh, Matilda Lawler, who plays uh, young Kirsten just floored me time and time again. But, uh, I think that's very interesting. You get to see, you know, the bond that forges through this thing. And also, um, and I think of Clark, uh, as I'm thinking of this idea, is just how these these events or some hard times would shape you. I mean, 
he turned into a leader right away in that episode five. And then, you know, he's, he's saved a lot of people because of it. And just, you know, that's something I think that you can revisit and just see the arc and how this shapes you and just think about what, what would happen there. Um, episode three, I know meant a bunch to you. It's called hurricane and you could be looked at as the Miranda episode. Um, and that again, I keep mentioning how things that were happening early in the season were just knocked home in the finale, but that set up her arc, um, which really hit home. Uh, what did you think about episode three? It didn't bowl me over to begin with. It was, I mean, it captivated me, but the moment that I lost my breath and started crying, I think I cried during every single episode at some point. But when she stood up in that room, when they knew it's over <laughs> and, you know, they're still around and the guy's going, the deal's back on, you know, I mean, they're all insane. They're back in the room. Yes. She's got yeah. her shirt half hanging out, her head's busted where she fell down. And she stands up and says, you don't matter. None of this matters. And why wasn't I with the man that I love tonight? And she said it again and again, I think. And it it just, um, it is such a broken human moment that's an epiphany to her and an epiphany to us that in the end, time and the people we love is the only thing that matters, not that thing Um, and that's again why everyone connects it's a universal humanity kind of thing that is much deeper level than oh we're on lockdown nothing to do with it you know nothing to do with it no that is i mean that is the the message here that's resonating i think i mean it's it's you know it's it really and that's why it's so beautiful that's why i feel like the timing is so perfect it's almost healing it really refocuses like what really, really matters. And I just kept thinking like, as there's a lot of trauma throughout the whole thing and, and it's, it, it's, it's, there's devastating moments and, and. But it's but, not, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's please. not pandemic trauma. No, no, it's no, no. human, it's, it's you know, human. it is just, it's the bittersweetness of yep. life and, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's funny. It's amazing how it has funny moments yes. in it. Yep. And yep. who was the business partner in Hurricane of hers? Who's the actor? Do you do you yeah, know? I, I know he's he's in the uh, a movie called The Loop. He's 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 great. He's in Veep. Uh, great comedic actor. He was. He's, he's in Veep. He's he's, <laughs> he's the president every day and tells him how many times he was talk spoke to him. You know exactly. Um, he's like going golfing during the. Whole yes, thing. he goes. You know this is going to blow over. I'm I'm going to get nine <laughs> in or something. You know and um. But yeah, he he was perfect. He was. He perfect. was. He was. Um, you know, I was gripped right away. But I think it was around episode five where I was just like, "This is stunning." That's one where you know, we were introduced to the Seven City Airport and spent some time with Clark. I I thought that was just a wonderful episode. Um, again, I love that sharpened focus on just these people in this area. What would they do? And um, you know, Clark did step up and he described it as um, the they won the post-apocalyptic lottery in there. Yeah. But, you know, it started focusing on the, that plane and the heroes on the plane. And they're, they're looking out there. And again, they were setting up something so much bigger. And why 
you know, the, the, what happened and finding out that Miranda was involved and in keeping them off the plane is just brilliant story storytelling, if you ask me. That really, really got me. And then we're also, uh, you know, getting to know young Tyler here, who becomes a pivotal piece and introduced immediately to to uh, the traumatic moments that that shape him. And I just, I, 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 the Seven City Airport was a really special episode to me. How about, what were your feelings there? What I, one of the things I love is the way that we saw all those characters before we made it to that. Yeah. And you know how yeah. you meet people, you first meet them, but you don't really know why they are the way they are or what's mm-hmm. really happened in their life to make them the way they are. And so that's the way we meet these characters is like, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy at the table at dinner, you know. Um, you're that guy who smokes cigarettes and drinks scotch. You're that guy. Oh, and then you you begin to understand. It's like you don't get to know anybody if you get on an elevator right up to the seventh floor. But if the elevator breaks down on the fifth floor and you're stuck in there for 48 hours, you get to know them. So that's the situation, too, with the airport is they had to become an instant family, a lot of mm-hmm. people. And I can't tell you how funny it is. Is it, and I may have the episodes wrong, where it turns out to be the janitor that says he's home security and he flies off with the soccer team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> that's it. But he leaves the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and the goalie's the most important person. And yeah. she goes, that's right. You know, she's like oh. up there cheering him on, you know. I really the comedy seems to just hit harder in these, these shows that have this tone too. It's really, and just, and we'll get into it a little bit in a moment here. The musical moments also music as, as a healing thing. It just hits. I mean, let's go right there. I mean, the musical moments in, in this show are absolutely outstanding. You know, you get the TLC uh, um, dance party in episode nine, um, you know, the midnight train to Georgia in the finale. I mean, that was uh, gut wrenchingly beautiful. There was, Great musical cues. That is a Bill Callahan, um, One Fine Morning, the played in one episode. Wow. Oh, the Bob Dylan one when they walked oh. out the door of the yep. apartment. What song yep. from Bob Dylan? I, I, I can't think of it. It was, it was. They were just opening the door and walking mm-hmm. out alone. Yep. And I was like, <gasps> you know, it, it's that kind of thing. And the most fun needle drop for me was yep. when the guy did the speech from Independence Day, the alien movie, gives the president's speech for his audition. And he goes, I'm in? Are you kidding? I'm in? And then, uh, what's the, it's the parliament song, right? That drops, the needle drops. Yeah, was it a P-Funk song? It's that, the that speech was, the the fact that he that he that he gave that speech was absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. not yeah. quietly into the yeah. night. It was really, and then um, you know one that I mean obviously is the reason we're even just talking because we we connected over it online is um you know when when Frank uh, rhymes excursions in episode seven that episode just means the world to me. It's called Goodbye My Damaged Home. Um, it was a, a devastating turning point. But again, they had that moment. Like I thought Frank was, you know, deciphering something. I didn't know exactly what, what he was, you know, working on. It turns out he was working on a beat. But I thought he was, you know, finding some way to maybe 
talk or communicate with working on something and he's like meet me in the kitchen meet just, me I at love, the table meet me at the meet, table in 10 minutes a minute. and yes. you know i love that javon was dismissive of it at first he just like he's like no and then she heard the way uh young kirsten's face lights up and she gets yeah, up dancing. She starts doing the oh, thing with her hands just, you know? they're doing um you know he's rhyming uh excursions by tribe called quest and he's doing with such passion and then great great choice by the showrunners to actually let the beat real beat come in and it just it's so impactful and then her play the like the acting out of their play and the play literally uh, uh speaking to the relationship between Javon and Frank in yes. real time and, and and just you know the their loss and and their I just I was I my jaw was on the floor that entire episode I revisited more times than I'd like to admit it just it means everything to me I think it's one of the best hours of television I've ever seen that's when he says this I mean you know I'm just grabbing for memory but um I mean a few more watches I'll have it all memorized but <laughs> when he when he says this strange time was you know this strange time was the best time of my life and yep. told him you were the best friend I ever had and yep. did you <laughs> I know did you know well. <laughs> when that moment when you know I say Jeevan and you say Javon and I don't know which one is right but it's like tomato tomato I don't it, I think it's Jeevan I think you're right yeah Okay, because she's screaming it. Remember the scene where yep. she's screaming Absolutely. in the snow and she's trying to find him. And um, where he's looking down at him and he goes, say your line. And he goes, because it's a goodbye line. Yeah. And he goes, say your line. And he goes, and he won't say right. it, you know. <laughs> and we don't want to yep. say goodbye. But yep. I may put goodbye, my damaged home on, yeah. on my tombstone. I, I yeah. think that's just yeah. the epitaph I can you know, that I can run with. Um, it's, really, it's, 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 and it was beautiful too, the way it was framed with uh, the older uh, Kirsten being there to, uh, to watch over things. And cause she had to go back. Those, those 80 days that, that started this whole thing were just everything. And just those moments were really so pivotal to who she became. And it just, I, I, I just really, I can't get over some of these, um, ideas that were that were dropped early in the show and then just landed so hard. I mean, even just the idea that the airport was the uh, museum of civilization. I mean, you have that yes. type of moment. You're like, oh, of course yes. it is. And yes. just everything like that. And then, you know, I, I'd like to speak a little bit about episode nine before we dig into the finale. But uh, just the idea that's, you know, when he kind of, his calling comes home to roost. The reason he was lured to that stage. I mean, he really, he transforms into what he was. I mean, and there's even, you know, the doctor that he was kind of uh, pretended to be at the beginning or, you know, that he was destined to be ultimately. And, you know, with a little nod to his brother with his new limp. But I just found that just so beautiful when he was finding peace and finding himself by bringing other life into the world. And, and that's another thing I want to mention real quick. It wasn't, you know, you can look at the show about an ending of something, but there was also... It's it's about new beginnings too, and possibilities. You know, after uh, something that that you know it, that's this big. It's it's the new beginnings aspect. When I was looking at it at that way, was a beautiful way to take it into. Which again speaks to real life and how we all have these many miniature deaths at different doorways in our life, mm -hmm. different chapters, yep. and then thank God for new beginnings, where you get the sense of 
oh, wait, spring's here and I have this chance for a new beginning. I'm starting over and there's hope. And um, yeah, and of course, episode nine does such a great, you know what else it did? And correct me if I get him mixed up. Sure. Isn't that when we first find out he gets attacked by a wolf and he didn't Absolutely. voluntarily leave her? Le- like, leave it, leaving, leaving Jeevan. It was about yes. two days ago. You're going to be leaving. And he, it wasn't his, his fault. That was that's a devastating moment when he's like he's yes. not going to go back and you know he does he has to chase down the book that he threw and at first I'm like that is just the coldest thing in the world throwing that book but the, you do got to remember that his loss of his brother is attached to that book and attached to the play and it's just something it it, it does make sense when you take a moment to think about why he would do something like that but yeah he did not intentionally leave her and that's heartbreaking it really is the um. Because uh, I thought he lost his mind and got yeah. mad and stormed off, but I yep. never realized. Oh, something detained him. He never meant to leave her. That yeah, was. He, he I think everyone was sort of like, yeah, carrying that forward, yeah. and that's like, oh, thank God he got attacked by a wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I was, you know, you're curious the whole time. How are they going to separate? What's going to happen there? Um, the the showrunner Patrick, you know, they do the little breakdowns at some of the end of the episodes. He did speak to you know. That didn't, you know, they didn't end well, but it they meant so much to each other. No matter what happened, I think he said, they took care of each other at the end of the world. They they were there for each other, you know, when things were really, really rough. And that's just that just truly, truly beautiful. The um, finale, Unbroken Circle, it just brings everything home in just the most really incredible, incredible way. I mean... One of the things that I'm really drawn to, and I want to really hear what you think about how they brought it home, but was how they brought home the idea of art being so special. I mean, art was not only, um, you know, helped Tyler heal uh, directly through the, through the performance, but it was a way he was able to communicate with his mother. And he was actually able, it was the only way he can communicate with his mother. And so they really brought home the art idea. Um, it just, it, it's... Elizabeth's pain was really unique to me too, because I mean, there's truly no way you would think that her son coming home to her would be so special, but there was really no way she could fully appreciate it with what he did to her and how he left her. And I, I thought a lot about Elizabeth's pain. Um, what did you think about uh, the episode and how how they brought things full circle uh, in Unbroken Circle? For one thing, you just said was about how they healed through art and the mother and son and connecting. But I think it's the way that we, through the power of story, heal as a nation and as a world, because it's the way we connect to each other is through story that all the differences we have with each other don't matter when you get down to the elements of the story that we have in common and the way we find each other there. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, I also really love that Clark was in there and, you know, he was playing and needed to be in there as part of that healing as well. And, oh, just, just the entire, um, I, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, skip this and leave it out is how they made us care about the prophet 
yeah, and who he became and about mm-hmm. how he became that person. Yep. And then also, is it Daniel Zavato? What a yes. captivating auth, uh, actor that he mm-hmm. is. Yep. Because his charisma on screen with mm-hmm. Kirsten and yeah. and the power of that, so um, there was like a they, unique anti charisma too, because they were like yeah. kind of like clashing, but they had kept like this anti charisma. Like yes, yes, yeah. yes, and they had the same story in a way, but it mm-hmm. was like one thing had happened to one person and one had happened to the other, yeah. and. And, and I do want to say when Jeevan threw that comic book away, my mother threw away a pair of my favorite jeans I wore uh-huh. every single day in seventh grade. So sometimes as a frustrated parent, <laughs> it's like put the thing down, um, you know, I, I whether it's whatever your thing is, you know, you take away the iPhone, you take away the graphic novel, whatever, you know. So, um, so just word for him, but they brought. They brought everything around. They packed so much that I was expecting the finale to be two hours long at least. And I don't even, I still don't really understand how they fully accomplished everything they did in that length of time for one episode. You're you're right. They brought everything back together. I mean, just, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, my God, you're Kiki. When even Clark figures it out and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Miranda's phone call uh, with the pilot. And she was the reason that he, you know, he made the decision to keep everybody on the plane. That's just absolutely stunning. And you you mentioned it, how um, Clark in the play, um, you know, he was, Tyler was able to deal with his anger towards him. And, you know, there's that moment. I loved him too, Tyler, right on stage. And it just unbelievable. And he has the knife in his hand yeah. that killed yeah. Frank yeah. that she had had all this time. So, you know, just crazy amount of circle coming yeah. around you know and even something that was set up in episode nine i thought was beautiful um you know when uh jeevan was becoming um you know the healer that that he was always destined to be they there was a mention from the uh the doctor and she's like you know what you know what this job is it's the courage to bear witness to death that's the job and then you find him with uh sarah as she's passing away he's there but it's great to see Lori petty in uh, in this role He's there, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's, he's fully realized his calling. Um, I hate to do this with shows because, you know, I, I just want the story to wash over me, but I, for this one, I really needed um, uh, Jeevan and, and Kirsten to reunite. Like I needed that moment. Like it was when I, at some point I thought he was going to leave or just, you know, not, not, you know, somehow passing the night. And I I needed that so bad it it it, it, it tore me apart. I mean, they there we go. Yeah. it was just so beautiful when he's you know she's like I was never scared when I was with you, and his response is I was always scared. <laughs> <laughs> right, which I'm is really all the time. It just one it was, I needed that to happen, and it it, it was just when everyone it did. did. Yeah. Every, no one would have been able to. I I know artistically we can go well. Of course, that's our life. They never. They never would have connected. And then I, for this show, there's mm-hmm. no way they could not. Any of us go on. We wouldn't have been able to continue. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the stills from the hug, but their faces, his face and her face, when they hug each other, if you just you just rewatch and take, stop it, stop mm-hmm. it right there. Mm-hmm. And when he first looks up 
and turns and sees her and it begins to come to him. And one comment I want to make about that is a lot of people wanted him to say immediately, I didn't leave you. I was attacked by a wolf. It didn't matter. But what, what I think it, that was one of the producers or writers said Mm -hmm. is of course they had that moment. They had all night long that they, they spoke and talked about that. Break that yeah, down. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it didn't matter at that first moment. They just the fact that they were reunited, their bond. Right. That's just the one thing. You know, they did go their different ways. But like I mentioned earlier, what matters most is that they were there for each other at the what the end of the world. I like to say it dramatically like that. It just it 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 really And it, also G been going back to mm-hmm. the cabin. Yep. And sitting down in that chair and finding mm-hmm. the compass and him going and he's looking at Frank who's not there but for them and he says, yeah. I'm not I'm not okay. I'm not, not okay. okay. You know, and I'm like, I'm not okay either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not it's, okay. It's, and sometimes it's okay to not be okay. It's it's, it's absolutely okay not appropriate to, okay. to not be okay. It's I think it, what we're we we're touching on a lot is just how human this show is. It's so human. It's it's it shows us our best and in, in, in the hardest of times and what we can be and our worst at points. You know, it's not pretty when he throws the, the, the magazine or pretty when he snaps at her sometimes. I mean, when he was blaming her, for like the plays, the reason his brother, you know, there's some some dark moments. And but like it's just that's what it is. That's life. And I think that's why the show really, really struck us. I mean, we can't even get to all like the the ideas that, that are present and just like you were mentioning earlier, the snippets in the book, there's just like little moments of inside to the monsters were monsters, we you know, monsters. And that's, that's speaking to, you know, perspective and like what overall, you know, it matters the, the way you look at things. And I don't know, this, this was, I'm, I'm so glad we got to talk about this show because this is, I found the way they connected this, the, the lives in this and the stories in this was just truly genius um, and it's just an emotional and impactful, beautiful work of art. Is uh, is there any closing thoughts you had on 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 Station Eleven? Um, I I would love to give a shout out to the casting uh, team, oh, casting direction, absolutely. whoever did that, uh, and standing ovations. I mm-hmm. hope the show walks away with a million awards. It I think it's like the closest thing I could truly call to a masterpiece that's been captured and put on television. And I never realized how many different writers and directors worked on all the different episodes Mm -hmm. and how they've been able to do that. And yet put together this incredible seamless thing. Yeah. Yeah. So just kudos. And, and I'm excited because, you know, we're, we're at the spear. We're at the forefront of people who watched it as it dropped, mm-hmm. but it's going to roll now. And really it's going to grow and grow and take off. And I'm looking forward to the day. So if it happens, I'll fly to where you are. You fly <laughs> to where I am, uh-huh. that it's going to be shown in a theater and people are going to say the lines from the <laughs> station 11 graphic yep. novel aloud, like it's Reiki horse. <laughs> everybody knows it. Right. So um, there needs to be some sort of global gathering when mm-hmm. we can all celebrate because um, a lot of us have been watching 
independently. And every time I did, I'd have to go on Twitter and put in station mm -hmm. 11 and see <laughs> other people going, Oh my God. I, you know, I remember damage. I'm like, I remember damage. <laughs> no, it's great to see the ripple effect of it. And you're right. It's going to, it's, I mean, both the series, like the book, it's going to be um, a cult classic and it's just something I'm going to revisit to time and time again. Yeah. And, just yeah. get all the feels time and time again. It makes you all just think about, you know, what you would do and what gets us through and who we get through with. And, and again, so um, thank you. I really appreciate thank your time you. and talking through this with me. It was a lot of thank fun. Thank you here. so much. All right. Appreciate you. And thank you all out there for once again, joining the party. We have more station 11 talk coming your way in the next episode. Like a tribe does Before this Did you really know What live was Comprehend to the track Force why Cause getting mentions On the tip Of the vibe buzz Rock and roll To the beat Of the funk fuzz Wipe your feet Really good On the rhythm rug If you feel the urge To freak Do the jitterbug Come and spread your arms If you really need a hug Afrocentric living Is a big shrug A life filled with That's what I love A lower plateau Is what we're above If you diss us We won't even think of We'll nip of the doggy Give a big shove This rhythm really fits Like a snug glove Like a box of positives It's a plus love As the trial flies High like a dove This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.